We got filled with the Holy Ghost this week. If you were not there, better flow in now. It is a command of the Lord. Your Christianity is useless if the Bible cannot be fulfilled over you. You have no reason to be a Christian. It was a thorough week for us. And I wanted to worship. I don't want, where you were there, you were there in the meeting. I want to just go in that liberty we had yesterday. Man, there should be prophetic in this meeting this morning. I don't expect a spectator. I expect participator right on the wing of the spirit. Amen. And express your heart to God because the connection of your heart is what brings prophetic and manifestations. I will get in it now. Let's go to our second song. Do you know what? Do you have it there first of all? Pardon me? You can't connect to the internet. Why? What is the problem with the internet there? Is it that you don't have a direct connection? Okay, so which means that you could not connect through your wireless too? You couldn't connect through your wireless too. Okay, you know, this is New Cross First Service. Today is, um, uh, today is uh, Sunday. Tomorrow is Monday. I want to meet all workers in New Cross tomorrow here. Meet me here at 6. Choir, ushers, everybody who are workers. I will together now. Because one of the things that the Holy Spirit warned us seriously is not to go into Kula after fire. I will together. I was listening to the news. And the more I listen to the news, the more amazed I am at the speed with which the end time prophecy is happening, even in G20 right now in China. It would be very, very sad for a Christian to miss it. Sad in the sense of two things. Because it is connection of your spirit to heaven that will enable you the empowerment of this end time, when there will be more chaos and confusion shortly. I would get that. Those who retain their job are people connected with God. In their heart. There will be serious shaking. It has already begun. I will together now. The same thing in the manifestation of power that is coming. If you are out of it, if you just go to church and serve God, wishy-washy, you will be left behind. God is going to bring in new people into the boat who will be firebrand. You will run to catch up with them. I will together now. So, I want to train us here myself. Tomorrow, 6. It's not my, my plan, but I will be here too. And then we will go through some few training. Do we get it now? We're at prayer is 6 to 7. Okay, so for all of us who are workers, it's mandatory. The rest of the church, join us for 6 o'clock prayer. Amen. So if they don't have that song, sit down. Let me teach you. Because I will not give God a sacrifice that was nothing. Can you, of course, uh, Cathedral has it, so I wouldn't need you to phone them. You know, let me say something to Ross. The greatest mistake that uh, many human beings have made is their inability to use their human mind to the fullest when they are on earth. That is the greatest mistake. In the grave is the richest, are the richest of treasures that God sent to this world but unfulfilled. And someone used to say that the richest place on earth is the graveside. Because it's full with people who have very various dreams. Big, big dreams. 
but they died poor. Though they had big dreams, they had confidence, and they grew their life day by day until they came to the age where they are useless and they cannot fulfill such dream anymore. But you know, those of us who are God's people, one of the things that the opportunity we have is that because we are God's people, we have no limitation except the limitation we place upon ourselves. We could not be stopped by Satan. We could not be stopped by man. And then we have the God who can empower every dream and bring it to fruition in us. And I want to say to us that the only substance that God has given to the church to bring fulfillment is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. Now this week we looked at it. It says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, And you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And we recognize that that power is power to do everything. Because we remember that when the issue of power came, the people asked Jesus Christ, Will you at this time restore back the dominion, the power to rule, the power to be successful, the power to break out of the bondage of Rome, to become ourselves and to flourish? Can you receive, restore that power to us now before you go? Because they thought that Jesus only came just to restore the power, you know, uh, to break loose of the uh, Roman government and stuff like that. And Jesus said to them, he didn't say to them, you are not getting it. He said, it is not your ta- yours to think about the time and season. Yes, we remember? And he said, God has set it. So we understand from that scripture that, well, for those of us who are born again, God has set for us to prosper. God has set for us to rise in our career to the top. Can I just say something to you again? Because I always say this, and I wouldn't want to forget it. Those of you who are young, okay, in the church, when I say young, if you are less than 40, you are young. Well, 50, you are still young. But especially those of you who are within your 20s and early 20s and 30s, let me say this to you. When you graduate university, go and serve in a company where you will work for 15 to 20 years. The idea of giving university and running after business is a poverty mentality. Nobody who does it makes it. They will never make it. In about five, 15, five, 10 years in their life, they will get frustrated totally. Because, you see, the principle of sowing and reaping remains. If you don't serve, you can never expect to be served. You haven't been in a company and worked there and served there. Number one, your brain is so shallow and narrow. Intellectually, you are bankrupt. When you are at university, they will teach you several things. Okay. Now, when you now go out with such knowledge and you start a company, you don't know anything. You just don't know anything. Even the theory they taught you, you don't know it very well. Are you with me now? Now, if you work in a big organization, you meet men and women who have been vast in every area of what you are taught. And they will move you from one section to the other. You are learning. It is at that time you turn your theory into practice. Listen to me. By the time you serve in such company for 10 years, you are a master in your field. Not only that, you have been exposed to sensible human beings in that career. All your colleagues, they are all rising. And some of them will move from that company to another company and stuff like that. But you know one another. By the time you serve five, 
uh, 15 years to 20 years, you are a director or you are an executive. Okay? Not only that, you have known so many things in that career. You have become recognized by those who matter on earth who dictate about that profession. Okay? If you decide to go and start a company, it's not a cock and bull company that will fall today and rise tomorrow fast, fast, fast. Pray over nothing. Are you with me now? If a director of a company starts a company, it's different from a, 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 a person just leaving university going to start the same company. It's a waste of life and time. It is an inordinate ambition, the Bible calls it. It is a chase after the shadow. It will, be, it will happen tomorrow, it will happen tomorrow, it will happen tomorrow, it will happen tomorrow, tomorrow will never come. You fast and pray, God cannot bless nonsense. God has set his rule. For you to pray and get results, you must be praying in line with the rule. Because it says that you pray, you don't get because you pray amiss. Okay? Amiss means you are not praying in line with what I said. A Christian must be sensible. Wisest, and it's Holy Spirit that makes you wise. I would gather now. So that when you decide to go and set up, you have served. If you set up a company, God will bring people to serve you because a seed will grow, become a tree, and it will be harvested. It's like somebody who learned carpentry, and he never served under a qualified carpenter. How much does he know? I was sharing this with someone in the, when we were talking to yesterday. I think it's Pastor Fumi. Where we sat together in the, in, the, in, the, in the party and we started chatting. I said, when I finished land surveying, in land surveying we have four major areas. You have land, ARC, and then you have mapping. Under the land you have construction, you have land management, land admin, land surveying. I had many classmates of mine, when we finished and graduated, they just did their licensing and they set up Sovios company. Okay? It looks as if, oh, they are getting jobs. At that time, it looks like they are getting jobs. And they got land jobs all over the whole place. Because the guys who are in the ministry, they are colleagues too. Or are lecturers or stuff like that. So, they were getting jobs. I refused to go and do that. I wanted to practice every area that I set up, that I was trained. So I went into construction company, where I was trained very much in engineering, surveying, design of roads and all stuff like that, which we did, but not into the detail. But when I went to construction company, I was trained as not a surveyor, but an engineer. Everything about highway engineering is in my brain. And then they threw you into the field to do it. Then they give you a multi-million, you know, job and tell you that go and manage it from scratch to finish. That's where I knew how to set up a construction company. I can set up a construction company that will, that will take care of all the construction companies in this country from scratch to finish. What do you, what departments operate in construction company? How do you employ each, even to an architect section? If I, would, if I would design a construction company, if an architect would come there, I know what to ask him to know whether his own architecture can really work in the construction field. But I was a surveyor. Then I went to be thrown into hydrographic so that I could do sea work very clearly because when you, when you design bridges, they go by the river. Over the river, you set up your columns there. So I did thorough hydrographic surveying. All the equipments used, echo sounder, seismic uh, graphics and stuff, I knew it. Not theory. 
Then I went to work with a company that does area mapping. And I came back, to, I came into England and further. You know, if by about 10, 15 years, all my friends who started survey company, they became scout Baba job because they measure land only. And when you measure the land people buy and they finish, where will you measure? So today they are in problem in Nigeria. Okay? Whereas people who left and went to work with companies like hunting service, they are the ones taking the dredging jobs. They are the ones taking big, you know, jobs with pipeline work, you know, swamp serving and stuff like that. They are the ones taking such jobs. But they sat under hunting service. People who did area mapping, who went to work under area, area mapping company, they are the ones taking the mapping contract of Nigeria right now. They share it because you need it for any development country. But those who went after graduation to go and be taking Scababa job, license, and then take some other job, they can eat from hand to mouth. They can tell the stories of when they used to have work. Even they are not up to date in their technology of land surveying and mapping. Tunneling, they cannot do. Now, I, till today, I don't forget everything I learned because I served. My theory was transferred into my fingers. As I am so, if I stop preaching here, I can set up a company there and run my operations. But those who left university and started their business cannot. I beg you to listen to me. Are you with me now? An accountant who finishes accountancy and then went to start one mushroom to a shop, call it chartered accounting firm. You're wasting your life. You will never compare yourself with your mates who went to work with KPMG and 20 years or 15 years is starting an accounting firm and you, you are starting together. You are working together. You cannot because they can't trust you on a big level job. And moreover, you don't have the connection. His colleagues are now positioned in Hong Kong, positioned in America, positioned all over the whole place. Same thing with architecture. You do architecture, you go and set up an architectural firm. You can be designing two stories. Build. Those who do building surveying today can design up to five or six stories. So you won't have job because those who really trained as building surveyors, they are certified to do the job that you are doing. When your mates are designing skyscrapers and airports, you don't know what they're talking about because you never worked under such company that did such. All your theory can't do it unless you serve with it under people who have done it. Same thing with doctor. You finished medicine, you went to set up a clinic, cock and bull clinic. Yeah, you won't go too far. When your friends became medical directors of kings, I would together now. So if they talk about setting up a hospital, they know what they're talking about. Same thing with law. Same thing with mechanical. So what I'm saying to you, when you leave university, serve. So I want to say, what has that to do with Holy Ghost? Give Holy Ghost little problem. Hallelujah, somebody. Because today the church of God is praying the most nonsensical prayer because they did not do the right thing at the right time. We are praying Holy Ghost to, 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 to come and press this computer. No, you go and learn it. <laughs> Holy Ghost won't press it because it's not in the jurisdiction to do so. I will get it now. So that you make the job of the Holy Ghost easy. Then we can now look into faith and healing. Somebody say Amen. amen. <laughs> 
Therefore, we read, Jesus, they said to Jesus, will you now this time restore back the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, it's not your time to determine, it's not yours to determine the time and season that God has ordained. God ordained you to prosper, period. Okay? Once you are born again, you have a nation to prosper, to be successful. But Jesus says, it's not yours to, to think about it. Time and season. He said, but there is something better you can think about, and he will take care of others. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So what is he saying? Seek the Holy Spirit. Look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, verse 13, I suppose. What does he say? No, 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 really, let me look at uh, 40, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, let me look at from verse 1. Okay, is this one I want? What is, what is, what is 44 verse 9? What is 44 verse 9? Uh-huh. Our makers of idols are nothing. Blah, 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 blah. Go to verse 10. Uh-huh. Who shapes and casts idols? Then the next verse. He is kind, shall shape, put to shame. Then the next verse. A blacksmith are nothing. Then 13. Then 14. 15. Uh, 16. 17. 18. 30. Shall we read together? <laughs> you knew that's what I was going for. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Shall we read <it> together? <laughs> uh huh. Can you hear that? So what we are talking about is this. People look for the blessing, but they don't understand. Something must precede the blessing. You can't ever have plant grow in a dry ground that did not receive water. I would get that. But if you look at a dry ground, it seems as if it's lifeless. But inside it are lives that got buried in them. It is the water, rain that comes from heaven upon them you see all the green, all the grass green, you know, uh, you know, in a place there's no grass at all, and suddenly the rain will fall and fall and fall, and you see the whole place go green. It is the water sent by God that brought to life what is hidden in the desert, in the dead ground. So is your life and my life. We appear nothing. Okay? But when God sends the Holy Spirit into us, we begin to manifest things. But without the Holy Spirit, we are dry. We are dry. We make efforts to nothing, to no avail. It's not that the grace is not there. Not the, it's not that the gift is not there. It's not that the power is not there. Because the desert land has power. England is very good to teach this because, you know, England, at some time, you see all the trees are dead, no green leaf at all, isn't it? They look like, when I first came to this country and I saw all the dead trees, I said, ah, what kind of country is this? Every tree is dead, except some little, little trees. How do they have uh, oxygen, really? Because these trees are the ones that produce the oxygen you breathe in. This would be a country with problems. 
But then I was not educated that, you see, those trees at that time will become like that. And then in a short time, God will send them a refreshing and they will do what spring. And they call it spring. They will spring forth. <laughs> and then I saw, suddenly, some little, uh, you know, shoots coming at different parts of the trees. And then before I know it, the whole place became green. I said, what? It's not so in Africa because it's evergreen. Hallelujah, somebody. That's a blessed continent. Except that the devil has turned the head upside down. God will deliver us. <laughs> Amen. It's like God should transfer all the white people to Africa and bring Africans to Europe. Yes, that's how it looks. You know, because the infra- this infrastructure in Europe is there. So if, they, if God just do something and all Africans disappear and they find themselves in Europe, okay, all those loopholes they mess about is not in Europe, so they can't. And all the European boom to, to Africa, they will now set the structure because they are used to it. Isn't it? Even if you didn't say yes, it is yes. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe that will happen in some years. time. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, is this. Africa is a blessed country because it's evergreen. Because when it rains, it rains. And the trees have enough rain for the time of, you know, droughts. They will go through it. But here when the Lord sends the rain, you see the dead plants begin to spring up again. So if rain causes the trees that look dead to spring forth, okay, and when you look at the animal theme, you see desert. You see lions famish and they die because they don't have food. All plants are dead. The whole ground is green. It's a barren sun. And suddenly you see storm. Cloud will come. And you see all the animals in their starvation jumping about. And then heavy rain. Go there in about a month. The whole desert is full of trees and grasses and seed-bearing plants and stuff because rain fell. So imagine if rain doesn't fall. That land, though has a lot underneath it, will remain barren in the sight of man. So is your life or my life. I will get it now. Unless the rain, Holy Spirit, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground, I will pour my spirit on your springs. This is Christians. And my blessing. So when God pour his spirit upon a man, all what God put inside you will begin to spring forth. And that is the blessing. You won't struggle much. You will be able to relate all the knowledge you have appropriately you will not be struggling to be promoted because the Holy Spirit will help you to do the right thing in your job and the Holy Spirit will call the attention of those who are over you to see it so that they will recognize your little work to be mighty before them and when opportunity comes to elevate you are the one unanimously they will appoint you know the Holy Spirit will make those who are your senior partners To just look at you and say that, look, I want you to form partnership with me. Let's start another company and we will run it together. You will run that. And before you know it, you will be eating from where you did not labor. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
a student will be refreshed in his memory, you will always excel in your academics. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. You won't have issues that you are learning you can't understand. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. It didn't happen to Daniel. It didn't happen to Shadrach. It didn't happen to Misha. You will excel in whatever you lay your hands on. That is the Holy Spirit. It will give you ideas that will single you out from among many. Someone says, I don't know what to do with this marriage. When you get drunk in the Holy Spirit, your marriage will fall in line. Am I saying something to you? He will give you the ability to fulfill Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9. Yeah? The Bible says if a man's will pleases God, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Your wife is not your enemy, it's your wife. Your husband is not your enemy, it's your husband. Isn't it? So, if you please God, if God will make your enemies be at peace with you, then he will make your wife or your husband at peace with you first. Am I saying something? We are starting marriage seminar this Wednesday, but it's all in cathedral, not here. You all meet me in cathedral. Those of you who are yet to decide who to marry, if you feel with the Holy Spirit, you will know who you will marry. Not by thinking. Holy Spirit will give you an open vision. You don't marry by procrastinating, just cracking your head. I think God is saying. You don't think God is saying when you choose a life partner. Because if you think God is saying and you choose it and you get into it, you will soon recognize that it's your head that is saying it. Am I saying something? The Holy Spirit will reveal to you all truth. I was saying a testimony yesterday, pastors. I went to, when I was befriending my wife... Okay, I went to pick her at Nigeria Airways one day. She worked there, a crew. When I got there, the manager said to me that my wife had accidents. That is my wife-to-be, had accidents. I said, eh. I said, um, so, where did they have the accident? He said, Calabar. I said, okay, I will come and pick her up tomorrow. He said, excuse me. He said, the plane broke into two. That's all we know. I said, you said the plane broke into two? He said, yes. I said, yeah, I'm saying to you that I'll pick up tomorrow morning. I'm coming back. He said, no, when plane break into two, all those who are in it may not survive. And I looked at him. I said, was my, my wife in the plane? He said, yes. I said, they will survive. I wasn't a pastor. What is speaking is Holy Spirit. I have no reason to doubt. I told them, look, you don't know what. God took me to heaven and showed me my marriage dates and showed me my marriage events. And the date has not come. If she die, I will wake her up. We have to do the wedding. She cannot die until we do that wedding. I said to the manager, if my wife is in that plane, for sake of my wife there, nobody will be hurt. I said, bye. And I left. The man was telling others that it must have, something must have entered my head. In the morning I came, when I came, we discovered the person who something entered his head. It was him. As a songwriter says that a faithless man is blind, he cannot see the work of God. What gave me confidence? The Lord took me to heaven. I prayed about my marriage. I asked God of my marriage. He took me to heaven, showed me calendar of my life, and told me the day of my marriage, the date of my marriage. And he told me that this is the end of your marriage. He showed me the event. Everybody who came. You can't tell me, cut off the head of that woman. He will come back to that next. Because God cannot lie. I'm talking about Holy Spirit for you. 
Not just rush, 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 lose good. It paints well. You rush into, into things that you begin to say, God, why, why did... At that time, you're saying, why did you give me this one? No, you chose him yourself, man. Holy Spirit is good. One day, my father-in-law brought a photograph of my wife. Chicken. These people took the photograph of my wife. I haven't married her then. We call her my wife-to-be. You call it fiancé, isn't it? My wife-to-be. That's what we call it. Because fiancé is not in my language. They don't have... Well, <laughs> it is there. <laughs> A person or whatever. So, so, they took the photograph. At that time, my father-in-law doesn't want to accept me because she wanted my wife to marry somebody from these people, you know. So, <laughs> they are robots. He doesn't want... He said to me that this is my best daughter. She must marry in my father's town. She doesn't know that, he doesn't know that I came from the father's village. Only he didn't see my name among them. <laughs> he didn't see my name among them. So, so they now brought photograph to, to him and said, Papa, is this your daughter? He said, yes, my daughter, yes. He went to the toilet. Because in Nigeria, if they bring photograph of a person, it is the person is dead. In an accident. Okay? That's when they do. That's why they release it. He came back. He said, what did you just say? He said, your daughter's photograph. Baba, calm down. Calm down. She's all right. She's all right. He said, if she's all right, why did you bring his photogra- her photograph? Where is she? She went to the toilet the second time. <laughs> so by the third time he went to the toilet, he now calmed down. He said, where's my daughter? They said she's in loose. But she's all right. My father-in-law did not think twice. He said, Let, follow me. And he brought them to my house. He hasn't accepted me. <laughs> my house and my father. When he got to my father's house, he knocked the door. My father opened. Ah, my in-law, come, come. He had never accepted my father-in-law. My father has in anyway. But, you know, when death happened, everybody quarreled, said to. So, he now, he now showed, he now told them, this is my... Uh, uh, brother-in-law is my, is the in-law is my in-law. Sorry, that is my 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 daughter. This is the man he is marrying, and that's the father. Tell him, and he told my father that um, they brought this photograph. You know him, has I said yes, that's my daughter. And I said, uh, well, sir, it's just to tell you that um, she will need assistance. She's in, she's in loose. So my father called me. And I came, I said, what's the matter? They showed me the photograph. I said, yeah, that's my wife. She said, it's in Luth. I said, she's all right. So my father-in-law, I said, Baba, calm down. I said, this is my wife. She's all right. And then the people called me behind and said, she's not responding. We left her. They did everything to bring her back. But she did not respond. I said, is that what you have said? I said that she's alive. I said, when I get there, she will respond. Okay? They said, all right. So I took my father-in-law. So now, God use that thing now to make him sit beside me. <laughs> hey, we have to go together. So when we got to the hospital, I walked straight and good enough, I think at that time, one of my, uh, two of my classmates were working there as doctors. I worked in federal service then. So we moved. When we got there, they took me to the place where they put her, and they lie her on the bed. 
And I said, I called her by her name. I said, I'm here. She opened her eyes and she rose up. And I gave her a hug. I said, where is the doctor? Take care of her. She's all right now. And the people who brought the news were shaking. They were shaking. I was not a pastor. I was a member of the church. Holy Spirit, you can't bargain it. Because sometimes when I tell you things that happen now, some people will say that, ah, because apostles, apostles. No, 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 no. He said, I will pour water on the thirsty. Have you thirst for the Holy Spirit today? When last did you thirst for the Holy Spirit? We just finished the Holy Ghost Convention. Were you, did you fix your holiday during this week? <laughs> Hello? If you did fix your holiday during this week, knowing fully well that there is Holy Ghost Convention, no wonder Holy Ghost too went on holiday for you. Oh, yes, yeah, so both of you will meet in next year. <laughs> Don't you understand? To the wayward I shall be wayward, says the Lord. To the upright I shall be upright, says the Lord. He says, those who seek me, find me. And you find me when you seek me with all your heart, not with all your mouth. You have an option to choose. Easy way or hard way. You want to choose easy way? Give God a chance. You want to choose hard way? Go your own way. It's so simple. It is very hard. He makes all things beautiful and easy. But in his time, he said to those who seek me, they find me. So whatever age you are, there are your age members who have found him by seeking him. At whatever age you are, that's the reason why you have no option but to be serious with yourself. And really seek God. He loves you more than anybody. He loves you more than me. If you do what is wrong, you put me off. I put you off too. No be so, not so. But there is somebody who, no matter how much you did, he will still embrace you. He will still embrace you. Or during the week, when the Lord moved among us and people began to manifest gifts, the Lord said to me that to tell the people that some of you have been guilty of some past. He said, forget about it. I have forgotten that. Now, now enter into what I'm doing now, and then manifestations happen. God forgets our mess. And he still blesses us. Man may not forget, like me. I won't forget if you mess me up. Don't mess me up. I will not forget it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Will you forget if I mess you up? Who said he will forget? You know, I've heard some of you say that. I forgive, but I don't forget. I can't forget. I forgive, but I can't forget. That's the reason why when anything stirs up the flame again, you will go to the exegesis of remembrance and say that on the, uh, this is what you did two years ago. Uh, some of you will really remember the dates, the day, and the time it happened. But when people bless you, you just remember, you used to bless me now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That is man for you. But thank God for God. He doesn't keep record of our wrongs. He only is asking us to enjoy him. That's all. He's asking us to give him privilege so that he can bless us. And he says, I will pour water on a thirsty ground. But if you don't thirst, how will he pour it on you? Do you are dry. The connection point is that you are dry, but you thirst for God. And Jesus says, Blessed are those who thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. Listen to me. Don't let your Christianity be a play game. Let your Christianity be a serious one. Don't let others serve God for you. Serve God for yourself. 
Don't tell me my husband did not allow me or my wife did not allow me because God has nothing to do with us. It has to do with you. I was watching television this morning before I came as I was getting myself dressed. And they show a farmer in India where they were showing the, the town that India is going to build this nuclear stuff. And that farmer, the, the shepherd, he carried all his sheep and went to a, a house without door. And he bowed his head down and he was doing that and saying to the goddess to protect him and his sheep. Goddess to an empty house. Bending his head like that and so serious. I said I wish that God's people are more serious with God like this. To a godless thing. And you who have God don't even remember him. Listen to me. God has not given you dull brain on me as to go and be buying down heads to useless mute idols. We know the living God. Isn't it? So, we make up our mind. We will serve him. Listen, therefore, this week we receive the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, and the gift of healing. I will say that when I came in, I met Pastor leading you in a prayer from the book of Hebrew 4, 2, I suppose. And it says, For we also had, have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they had did not, was not, was of no value to them. Why? Because those who had them did not combine it with faith. Because it did not mix with faith in them. Are we together now? So, when you hear the word of God, believe it. Believe it. I will talk to you more during this week because our 6 o'clock prayer, I always share briefly about 15 minutes in the 6 o'clock prayer every time I come in there. I will talk to you more about this. You must believe in God for you to be established. Second Chronicles 20, what? 20. Second Chronicles. Say Second Chronicles 20, 20. 20, 20. 20, 20. 20, 20. 20, 20. Don't forget it. Believe in God, you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you prosper. Let's rise upon our faith. We're going to pray for one another. I think the prayer we should pray for us is, Father, anything that will remove us from faith, Lord, don't let it happen to us. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Anything that can remove us from faith in you, don't let it happen to us. As the Lord enable us to walk in faith, God wants to pour His Spirit. Are we willing to receive it? God wants to give us drink. Are we thirsty for it? Why should we be talking about enemy, 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 enemy? When we have the God of Jacob as our God. Pray and tell the Lord, let my story change this month. Let my story change this month. Tell God everything that you have endowed upon us this week. Let me enter the manifestation. As I go into the new week, let me enter the manifestation. My story must change, O oh God. My story must change. My story must change.
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, pray concerning this month. This is the month of grace. That God will pour more grace upon you. That you will manifest in everything that God ordained for you. That Isaiah 44 verse 30 says, I will pour water on the thirsty ground. Tell the Lord, let me thirst for you. Let me thirst for you. Oh Lord, let my ground be full of thirst. Let me thirst for the Holy Spirit. Tell God, use me in this season. It says, and streams to the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring. Tell the Lord, pour your spirit upon me, O God. I am the offspring of your offspring. I came from the Lord Jesus. Pour your water upon me. And your blessing on my descendants, you says. I am the descendants of Jesus. Pour your blessing upon the works of my hand. Tell the Lord, pour your blessing upon the works of my hand. O Lord, my God and King. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. I can't hear your amen. Lord, this is your promise. We stood in, 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 in gap during this week for our members globally. Lord, there are a few things you did this week. And I bring everyone that is here today, but we are not here in this week under that covenant. One, all chains of your lives are broken. Amen. Number two, all fetters are destroyed. Amen. Number three, all yokes are lifted off. Amen. By the anointing, they are shattered. Amen. Heavy load that the enemy has placed upon you are removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those of you whose life has slowed down, in the area of success, you begin to speed up from this hour. Your mistakes of the past will not determine your tomorrow. Amen. The Lord will grant you a heart to change. Amen. For the race is not meant for the swift, neither does wealth come to the learned. May the understanding of this be given to you. Amen. Your heart will turn towards the Lord your God, Amen. and Him only shall you serve. If the devil had given anything to you, to you to serve, I decree those things to be shifted. Amen. Ah. Anything that the enemy had given you that contained with your definition, today I cause them to be removed from the roots. There was a man God created, but affliction changed his name. And to distinguish him, among others who bear the same name, they call him blind Bartimaeus. Whatever the enemy has attached to you, to distinguish you, today, by the blood of Jesus, they are removed completely. Amen. Infirmity shall not be your dictator. Amen. 
Your body and the cells of your body will revolt against every infirmity. When God created man, he put ability in human cells to fight every sickness. When human begins to grow, we lose the ability. You are restored back to your original. When God created man, he gave him a perfect brain. But when man begins to grow, all manners of things happen and the brain begins to clog. Your brain is restored back to original. Any one of you that some demons have stepped into your house by oppressing one member of the family. The Bible says God warned kings concerning them, saying, touch not God's anointed. Because those people contravene the law of God, I bind them in the name of Jesus. I command them to lose their hold over your wife. To lose their hold over your husband. To lose their hold over your children. To lose control over your household. For the Bible says the strangers shall be weary, they will run out of their hibernation with terror. I command every stranger of your life to become weary. I command them to run out back to hell. I bind them and cast them back to hell. Lord, I pronounce healing upon your brains. I pronounce healing upon central nervous system. I pronounce healing upon the cells of your body. I pronounce healing upon the cells of your blood. I pronounce healing upon your kidney, liver, and heart. Every part of your organ, lungs, and spleen that is affected, afflicted, I command them by the root in the name of Jesus to be healed. If you have been frustrated, it is written, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. You will find rest for your soul. If you have been frustrated in this month of September, you will find rest for your soul. I say, you will find rest for your soul. Whatever the devil has stolen from you shall be restored back to you. The Lord will restore to you the year they can come as hitting. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you shall never be frustrated any longer. You shall never be dejected any longer. The one who stirs up the waves of the sea so that it may shrunk, it will stir up your, your destiny within you and bring you to fulfillment in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some of you who have good ideas and great ideas. I decree that your good ideas will become God's idea. The Bible says the Lord will grant unto you the good desires of your heart. If that thing you desire is good, the Bible says whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is good reports. I decree before this time next week they will come to fruition. God will bring your good desire to manifestation. He will change the loss of nation. To grant your request. It will change the decisions of men. To grant your request. Every day of September shall be testimony for you. With long life the Lord will satisfy you. No matter how old the sea is. It will never be void of fishes. No matter how old you are. You will give birth to children. I said, if you haven't got the fruit out of your body before, and you think that you are old, in this month, your old body will be fruitful. Hmm. If you have somebody somewhere in the world who falls into this class, as your heart goes to that person, the word I speak manifests over them. It is written, worship the Lord your God, it will bring his blessing upon your food and water. None will miscarry in your land. 
none will miscarry in your land. Anybody under my voice who has been miscarrying before, from today it shall never happen again. The wall of your womb shall be strengthened. Your delivery shall be like the Hebrew women. He said, none shall be barren. He did not say may be barren. It is a decree of heaven that anyone who accepts Jesus Christ cannot be barren. For God has so many children in heaven. Out of the abundance and much of children of heaven, receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody who had never been promoted for a long time, I decree your promotion in this month. If you have sat in one office for too long time, from this hour you are increased and elevated. The God of heaven who has mercy on his people, he will have compassion on you. All the dreams that you have to transform your finances and resources that you have been struggling with, the Lord will assign angels to make it happen. To every vision, God will assign an angel of fulfillment. The powers of hell or decisions of men will not be able to hinder you anymore. If you are taking wrong decision that you can regret in your life, I revoke that decision. May the Lord, by His Spirit, open your understanding to the right decisions for your life. When others are celebrating, you will not be sorrowing. When others are laughing, you will not be sad. The laughter that God will give into this house shall be to everybody. Celebration and rejoicing shall not cease in your camp. Your mistakes of the past from today, they cease from controlling your future. A new future the Lord will send you into this month. The things I speak over you will happen to you. Anything that says no to you shall live to see it fulfilled. What I say at this hour is not subject to your faith. I speak it by the authority invested upon me by the Father, who said I should bless his people so that he may bless them. Father, everyone upon whom I have spoken, Lord, your blessings will look at them. You will override our faithlessness. You will override our disability. You will bring everyone to fulfillment. And your name be glorified. Even, Lord, as I pray, those who kept their mouth shut, they will be blessed. Your blessing will open their mouths. They will dance and run in this altar. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. Hallelujah. Do you know something? Go and get the tape, either audio or whatever. Listen to what I say and watch it. They begin to happen as you leave this place. Okay? The will of God is that you will be blessed. And during the week, this week, God did something to me we'd never had done in, in my life. He had done it to me, but through a prophet once in my life. I was in a meeting of all wise, and I went with Pastor Emmanuel, and maybe Pastor Sidney was with me. We are all just the blacks there. And this prophet came, and he would play instrument, and the spirit of prophecy would come upon him, and he would say, those of you in white shirts stand up. And he begin to tell you your life, spot on. And he will tell you your future. And so the man said, everybody who wear blue jacket should stand up. And I was wearing a blue jacket. So I stood up. And the man said, everybody sit down. He said, this young man, which I was, that was 1992 or 3, or 91, yeah. Now he said that all of you white people who are here, older people, among them was uh, the... The um, 
um, you know, um, David Matthew, um, John Lobo. These are powerful names in Christendom in UK. And he said, all of you will serve under this man. And he said, the Lord told me to thank you. He said, God had never said that to me in my life. He said, I wish God tells me that. He said, a man with a pure heart. He said, God said, I should thank you for your pure heart. He said, God said, in this country, I will raise you high. And these people who don't believe in you now, they will come under you. And he said many things. But God had never told me thank you personally. I was amazed because I don't think we were doing anything. We were just doing our normal life anyway. <laughs> you know, the CFT, you know. And the man said so many things. So many things. And after the man said, the man said, I never said this to a human being. But I will have to say what God is saying to me. But this week, when I finished prophesying over you like this, I, was, I went into the, to the, to my office just to, you know, you know refresh myself. And the, the Lord spoke to me. Clear. He said, thank you, my son. <laughs> Lord, thank me for what? I'm still trying to do something, things to please you. He said, I thank you because you bless my people. See, I, my children, he said. I said, because I bless your children? He said, I said, it is my desire that they are blessed. He said, I thank you because you bless them, children. And he said, because you bless them, I will be able to bless them. You know, the way God spoke to me was so comforting, so satisfying. You know, and so rewarding. So I vowed to myself, say, ah, it's a fact. We doctors, why does Satan love them? They curse people. That's why Satan loved them. So, minister of God, why would God love me? I bless them. When God was telling me how satisfied he was that I spoke blessing upon you, you will be blessed. And I came to the church and I told every member, none of you should hate anybody here. Are you with me now? Allow people to misbehave. Separate their misbehavior from them. So my father had told me that every man must be mad once in a day. And he said, when others are going through their madness, he said, don't be angry. It will soon be your turn. And I said, when are we mad? He said, when we are angry. He said, look at the mirror when you are angry. Just put the mirror before you and see your face. <laughs> he said, so... Allow people to be human beings. Okay? Speak blessing to one another because when you bless people, God is happy. Because God will be able to now bless them. He said to Aaron, Thus are you blessed, my people, so that you will invoke my name upon them. Then I will be able. Blessing on earth is partnership. Alright? Man has a part to play. God has a part to play. Okay, so for you to be blessed, somebody who anointed by God must speak about it. What I say to you, it doesn't matter. Let all the witches of this world gang against it. It cannot work. Are you with me now? As far as I'm concerned and heaven stands, you are blessed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, let's take our seats. Before I leave now, um, I want to say this to us. We are finished Holy Ghost Convention, but we are having marriage seminar by Wednesday. Marriage seminar is for all of us.